Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Mojo Radio Show News. I say to you... You've got to have mojo, baby. Yeah! News with a difference. Teachers have always told students to think before they speak, but teachers don't always get it right, and sometimes it's okay to just speak. Get that thought out in the open. One of the biggest hurdles to creativity is self-belief in your own creative ability. Give yourself the green light to be creative. Say it. Do it. Try new ways. How often have you been in a meeting when an idea is being proposed and someone else says, I was just thinking that or I was going to say that? Don't keep it under your hat. Give your ideas some room to move out in the open. When you start to believe in your own ability to think differently, you start getting the creative part of your mind into shape. And with fitness comes endurance. With a bit of training in this sense, you'll discover you'll get more great ideas more often. Live from the basement of Voodoo Sound. It's time to get your mojo working. I got my mojo working, but it just won't work on Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Mojo Radio Show. Nice to have you in the house. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a regular, we love having you back. Thanks for hitting the download button. Big show ahead. In fact, this is a very, very important show, the one ahead. We're going to go to Hollywood and talk to a guy who's created a whole new category in Uh, let's say, exercise and being of service. Fascinating interview with Chuck McCarthy, and you may not know him, but you will by the time we finish the interview. And we're going to learn all about LinkedIn. I have to say this is one very, very good interview for giving you an understanding of running LinkedIn. If you're B2B, this is a must-listen to. I'm just going to warn you ahead of time, get your mojo journal out, get a good pen, sit down with the brew because this is going to knock your socks off. Before we start, um, Robbo, just checking in, mate. How's uh, how's Sam? How's the big guy, the new baby? Oh, mate, he's doing really well. He had his uh, first weigh-in the other week. Uh, in five days after leaving hospital, he put on 300 grams. <laughs> That's a big baby. What's, how, how long has he been out of hospital? He's, well, he's been out of hospital two weeks now, but he was weighed in last Friday, which was his five days out of uh, out of hospital. And, in and the, he's six kilos. He's up to five kilos, yeah. <laughs> He's probably six by now, mate. Trust me. He's a big boy. He's doing well. I'm a, I'm the, the Wallabies called just the other day and I said, look, mate, give him another six months and he'll be right. <laughs> so you've passed on the uh, fuller figure gene. Absolutely. Yeah, the tall gene anyway. You might be a Jonah, Jonah Lomu, mate, playing on the wing. Absolutely. 200 kilos and uh, 10 flat, 100 metres. <laughs> it's something like that. All right. The Mojo Radio Show. Speaking of rugby, I've got to give you a quick story about an ex-guest of ours. Do you remember Andrea Burke, who we spoke to back before Christmas? 
Yeah, she's great. Let's yeah. go. Reset, let's go. Absolutely. Well, I was out at the I was out at the Sevens, rugby sevens in Sydney here on the weekend, and Canada and USA played in the women's final. So I texted Andrea saying, you know, congratulations, Canadian women's sevens in the final in, in three minutes. And she texts me back and she goes, damn, I forgot that was on this weekend and I'm out doing such and such, whatever. Oh. So, so I turned on my Facebook and live streamed and she, she watched the game off my Facebook page. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, more, they're wonders of modern technology. Canada won too, by the way, just for the record. That's incredible. No wonder she was uh, retweeting our stuff on the weekend. I saw it was all over the interwebs. She was uh, having conversations with us. So, oh, well, there you why. go. That'd be why. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to the Women's Sevens rugby team too because they took it out. What a fantastic show. For those who haven't heard, Andrea Burke was a former player with the Canadian Sevens in the Women's Rugby, and she was a wonderful guest, just a great spirit. And I'm going to say lots of terrific learnings we took from that show. So mm. uh, shout out to our special friend Andrea in Canada. The unicorn. All right, let's uh, let's roll. The Mojo Radio Show. <laughs> we don't take ourselves too seriously. Oh, thank God. Now, I met this guy through LinkedIn and he approached me to invite me to a gig whilst he was in Australia. And the more I read and saw what he was doing, the more I knew we had to have him on the show. And something he, he talked about with me was, Everybody's on LinkedIn, but like me and most people, we don't know how to use it. And I've always wanted to find somebody that was an expert in the area of LinkedIn to tell me how to use this damn thing. Everybody connects with you. Everybody's doing stuff. I just, it overwhelms me and I never know if what I'm doing actually works. So I invited Chris J. Reed, who is an international and he's an award-winning author and award-winning speaker. His agency is on NASDAQ and it is an agency who specialises in LinkedIn. He pretty much is the man in the world on LinkedIn and everything to do with LinkedIn. And we have him on the line right now, Chris J. Reed. Welcome to the Mojo Radio Show, mate. Great to hear from you. Now, you are Singapore-based, but we have found you on tour here in Australia. What um, What's your tour all about down under, mate? Well, the tour's about LinkedIn. <clears throat> it's about how to use LinkedIn, what do you use LinkedIn for, how you become a thought leader, how you generate business, how you use it for employer branding, how you enhance your personal brand, and all about how you can use LinkedIn to target the 9 million people on LinkedIn in Australia. So if if people ask you what you do on a day-to-day basis, what, what do you say and who would you be doing it with or for? I personally evangelize about LinkedIn on a nonstop basis. So I've done talks today, <laughs> I've done meetings today, I've done lots of different aspects of that. And then I train my team when I'm in Singapore, deliver on what we're selling. So basically we're selling a LinkedIn service uh, that enhances your personal brand, creates a company brand, enhances your employer brand, creates a content marketing strategy, creates a thought leadership strategy if you're a CEO or founder, an entrepreneur, and creates a social selling tool that generates you new leads on LinkedIn. So I train my team how to do that. We do that for our clients, and I go out there and sell it to uh, entrepreneurs, SMEs, founders, CEOs, C-suite, whoever needs it, whoever I think need it. So why why your interest in LinkedIn? I mean, you've got, you're awarded, you've written about it, you've built an agency in Singapore on it, you're now on the speaking circuit. Why 
Why the interest in LinkedIn for you personally? Because when I came to Asia, I came to Asia eight years ago, and I didn't know a single person. So I had to reach out using people that I knew in LinkedIn in the UK and said, who do you know in Singapore? Connect me with somebody in Singapore. And then I started connecting with people in Singapore, and people started saying, yes, I'll meet you, Chris. Yes, I'll have a copy with you, Chris. They had no reason to do so, because I reached out to them on LinkedIn. They said yes. So when I got my first job, it was through LinkedIn. It wasn't an advertised job. I got my second job. Again, it was through LinkedIn. It wasn't advertised. And both these jobs of regional work, regional development role, regional marketing role. And I had no contacts in Asia Pacific, not a single one. But I started using LinkedIn to reach out to people. And people started saying yes, and not just in Singapore, but in Australia and Japan and Indonesia and China and India and right across the whole country, the whole region. Um, so it's really exciting to actually um, break into um, these kind of markets using the power of LinkedIn. And then start, people start asking me to train themselves and train them, their sales team, their marketing team, their C-suite using LinkedIn. And then people start asking me to actually do their profiles on LinkedIn because I started winning awards from LinkedIn itself for being a power profile. So I knew there was a business there. So as soon as 2014 hit, I basically created black marketing and I knew there was already clients waiting for me to basically hit them and basically start working with them, enhance their personal brand on LinkedIn, create a content marketing plan on LinkedIn. So there was a ready-made audience there for me. And as soon as we started pushing it out and marketing it across the region, it became bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's why we floated on NASDAQ last year because we became so big. We had you know clients across the world, not just here in Australia, but in Sydney, uh, in uh, across the um, uh, Asia Pacific, across Southeast Asia and Singapore, but also Hong Kong and Shanghai, Europe, London, Berlin, Paris, uh, Amsterdam, you know, places like New York and California. So it's a global phenomenon that nobody else is really doing. So there's a real niche in the market and nobody else is doing exactly what we're doing. When I am, um, you said you contacted people. So this is going back a few years, you arrived, you don't know anybody. Yeah. I If I establish a LinkedIn profile, and we'll get to that in a second, how do I specifically go about talking to somebody or making contact with somebody? What's interesting for me, Chris, is that lead generation for anybody seems to be one of the biggest issues in business. People come in, they hit the low-hanging fruit, but when it comes down to making contacts and getting new mm. business and opening doors, that seems to be a problem for people. Yet you've said that that was one of the primary advantages of you using LinkedIn. Hmm. How, how specifically, what are the steps to doing well, that? Well, first of all, you have to create a personal brand. If you have no personal brand on LinkedIn, you will fail to deliver leads because if you don't have a photograph, you don't have a strap line, you don't have any connections, you don't have a summary section, you don't have a company page, then nobody will take you seriously. So you have to create all this first. You have to create a personal brand. Then you have to make sure you have a company brand on LinkedIn. So if you're an SME, you're an entrepreneur, you cannot overlook the fact you need a company brand on LinkedIn because if you don't have a company page on LinkedIn, no one will take you seriously. They'll think you're just a sole trader. And then you need a content marketing strategy. You need a thought leadership strategy. And if you're one of the 10% to actually bother doing this on LinkedIn, you will raise yourself above everyone else on LinkedIn. People will treat you more seriously. But more importantly, you'll drive people to your profile. You'll drive people to actually want to know more about you from a personal brand point of view, to know about your content marketing. And if they approach you on LinkedIn, through their content marketing, through the content marketing you've shared or you've created, you can then approach them and say, thank you very much for liking, sharing, commenting my content or viewing my profile. And I will want to talk to you about your particular, about my service. And they will say yes, because they've already approached you. You've used content to instigate and to inspire them to come to you. The other way of doing it is to basically build up your first connections, create a relationship with them over time, share content, 
participate in an engagement with them on a daily basis. And then when you reach out to them for new business, they will say yes. The third way of doing it is the Sales Navigator platform, which is just a transforming platform about how you use all the data on LinkedIn, the 550 million professionals on LinkedIn. And I can find anybody anywhere in the world from any different company and find clients for them. I can find them in America, in Europe, in Asia, in Australia, in Sydney, in Melbourne, in um, Shanghai, in Hong Kong, wherever you want to find a client, I can find them on LinkedIn using the Sales Navigator platform. And I can write them a personalized message from either myself or my clients and actually make sure that they return that, uh, that they return that and they're interested and they come back to you and they then become a potentially become a client because I then either I do the lead if it's a, if it's black marketing or I pass that over to one of my uh, our clients if we're doing it through their profile it's all about their profile it's all about their personal brand when we do this on LinkedIn the sales navigator platform where do I mm. find that how do I use that can anybody access it is that a, yeah. a premium it's a premium account but it's it's like it's about 70 I think it's about 60 or 70 bucks Australian uh, for one version, about 120 bucks for another version. And you really need it to basically see the data because you can't see all the profiles on LinkedIn unless you're premium. But yeah. not more important than that, it allows you to create target lists and it allows you to actually see who's actually active on LinkedIn. Because don't forget, 500 million people are on LinkedIn, but only about 120 million people are actually active on a monthly basis. Therefore, you're kind of wasting your time if you're targeting somebody who's not even active on LinkedIn. So we specialize in finding people who are actually active on LinkedIn who are more likely to respond. They might have lots of shared connections with you or shared common interests or shared uh, kind of companies or universities. You personalize it to make sure that they actually see, yes, I will respond to Darren because Darren has this many connections that I know. Or Darren worked at this company and I know people at that company. Or Darren went to this university so you personalize it and then you get a reaction you get someone to say yes so i think what we're saying here is once i've got my profile up and mm. schmick and sparkling and i've got my premium account definitely i actually need to get to work with some due diligence i actually need to do some research into the people that i might want to get in contact with find what they're doing on LinkedIn and where they're doing it, become a part of those conversations and start working from there. Does that sound right? It's like real life. It's like real life, Darren. The more you take part in relationships in real life, the more you get out of it. If you don't, if you don't participate and engage with your friends and your colleagues, you can't really expect them to come back to you. If you engage on LinkedIn, a professional nature, a professional basis with people who potentially become clients or peers or just help you reach somebody else, they will respect you. You will help them. They will help you. Just like normal networking, normal professional relationships in the business world, it just happened to be a virtual version of it. I quite often get people sending me invitations on LinkedIn. Mm. Should I accept every invitation for someone to connect with me? Yes, except if they are a general in Syria or they are an African dictator or they are an African <laughs> dictator's wife or they are an African banker and they want your mother's maiden name or they're clearly a hooker in Estonia with a very a very dodgy summary section and seven connections. So yes, apart from those people, of course, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Chris, I've heard you talk about social selling. What's that? Yeah. Social selling is basically using social media to sell and it's using content primarily to sell, but it's creating a relationship. You can't just expect to go on LinkedIn or go on any other platform and just basically sell straight away. You've got to be able to create a brand, create some engagement, give some content to people, share some interesting things, participate in conversations, just like you would do in normal networking events. So it's a social media sell using effectively content to sell. And it's a soft sell. You know, we instigate people to come to us, come to my profile, come to me because I share relevant content about 
partnerships or about LinkedIn or about Australia or about commerce or about something that's interesting to them and their business. And they say, oh, Chris must know what he's talking about. Come to me. And then they start a conversation about LinkedIn. It's a soft sell. It's, no, no, it's never a hard sell. We never approach people with a hard sell. It's always, we can do this for you. We think we can achieve great things for you. And you've come to us because we've shared content or you know somebody I know or we've worked in the same company or we just basically, I've been recommended by somebody. And it's a soft sell, basically. So if I break that down, and I've got a guy who is involved in his own small business or a lady who's running her own business from home and yep. she is selling through a website. What I'm hearing you say is that you've been successful through your business because people have come in and your personal brand or the business brand has been built on being a LinkedIn expert. And if I go through yep. it, you've got books, you've got awards, you immerse yourself in it, you've built your brand around that. Are you saying that people then need to make sure they have a distinct specialty that they are a thought leader in and a distinct point of difference that elevates them from their competition so that people will want to seek them out? Of course, like anything in life, you have to distinguish yourself. Like your radio show distinguishes yourself. You distinguish yourself. Everyone has to distinguish themselves. I distinguish myself being, being a LinkedIn expert, but also having a blue mohawk or a red mohawk and wearing black T-shirts when everyone wears a suit. You know, I distinguish myself in lots of different ways by being unconventional, by being slightly more lateral in my thinking, but also in terms of saying, I, this is me, accept me for who I am, and but this is actually helping me build a business. I get recognized in Shanghai, I get recognized in Hong Kong, I get recognized in Sydney just by having a mohawk because nobody else on LinkedIn has a mohawk. So if you have a mohawk, particularly a blue one or a red one or a green one or a blonde one, you get noticed. But I'm also a LinkedIn expert. So people come up to me, oh, you're the mohawk guy, you're the LinkedIn guy. And they recognize me, even though they've never met me before, just through the power of LinkedIn. Now, everyone, every single person on LinkedIn can do the same thing. Everyone's got something unique to say. Everyone's got something unique they can do. The biggest problem in Asia and um, in England and often in Australia as well is people are too shy, people too modest. And the problem with being too modest on LinkedIn is there will be some American who will come along and claim your territory. There will be some American who comes along and say they created the table or they created the air. Even if it's not true, people go, wow, you created the air. And because they're American, people tend to believe them. You know, the whole Trump effect is the whole hype over substance. But actually, English people and Asians and Australians actually did the thing first or achieved more or had more words, more substance, but they don't like to say it because they're too modest. So it's about bringing that out. It's about in a professional way. It's not boasting. It's not lying. It's not basically hyping yourself up. It's literally just saying the truth. A lot of Asians are too modest. A lot of Australians are too modest. Can you give me an example of someone you've worked with that had a modest profile. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. 
That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But once they started working with you and your team, created an outstanding profile and a great personal brand that worked and actually attracted business through LinkedIn. Do you have a, an actual case study you could run us through? I'm actually obviously not allowed to tell you who we work for because you're not supposed to believe that the person you're interacting with on LinkedIn <laughs> is not that person. You're supposed to believe that you're talking to Richard Branson or Barack Obama or Prime Minister Modi. You, you and I both, well, it's not those people involved in that, but you're supposed to believe it when you say yes to, you know, Richard, that was a great blog. You're supposed to believe that Richard Branson is writing back going, yes, I respect your view. Thank you very much for sharing. Of course, it's not Richard Branson doing it. But that's the whole point. We take over CEOs' profiles, founders' profiles. Well, I couldn't tell you who I was actually writing for, not least because I have NDAs and confidentiality agreements, but also because... Why would anyone then trust me going forwards if I told you who we work for? Pick a, pick a smaller, lesser-known person. And don't, don't, don't give me – I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy, Chris. Give me, give me a smaller person. Don't mention any names, but give me an example of this is Bob or Mary. They owned a pet food company and this is what we did. This is how it changed. Just give me a okay. – I'll give me, give me an example. There's an entrepreneur in, um, in Hong Kong. We took over his profile. He had like 100 connections. He had nobody. He didn't any content marketing, wasn't connected to his own company page, was very successful, but wanted to, you know, to transform himself into a thought leader. So we transformed his page, drew him up to like 5,000 connections, and started winning lots and lots of contracts for him. And literally last week, he told us he just won a million-dollar contract as a result of somebody uh, responding to an in-mail that we'd sent on his behalf. And he was so delighted with this, he recommended that we start work for the UK team. Now we work for the UK team. So we work for the Singapore team, the UK team, and the Hong Kong team, because success breeds success. That million-dollar contract, he would not have got had we not beefed up his profile and started messaging people on LinkedIn, started creating relationships, started sharing content. And we've got lots of case studies of that. We've got people in Australia who we work for, who we're, we're getting headhunted. And for obvious reasons, I can't tell you who they are. But basically, we're beefing up their profile. So they leave uh, multinationals and they get beefed up. And they're basically, uh, at the moment, yeah, the objective is to beef up their profile, but to make sure that they basically become a thought leader. So someone goes, wow, that's amazing. I must want that person in my organization. We've got an entrepreneur here in Sydney working for him and winning new clients. We've already won like three new clients since we started working for him uh, two months ago. Merely by beefing up his profile, adding keywords, adding a background picture, changing his picture, changing his summary section, adding a company page, adding some visuals, doing some video content, and actually making sure that he gets noticed. And suddenly by just being noticed, people go, wow, you're amazing. You're a thought leader in this particular digital marketing field. You've got to come in and pitch for us. And he came in and pitched to this particular organization in Australia, and he won. And he wouldn't have got that in had he not got a beefed up search orientated LinkedIn profile. So when people say Chris J. Reed has endorsed you for, 
Do those endorsements really carry weight, Chris? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, well, I, I use it in my presentations. I use a, a thing about what not to do. And the thing about <laughs> what to do in, on LinkedIn is don't get endorsed for PowerPoint, Excel, Word, and Office. Because people kind of assume you know how to use these things. It's a bit like being endorsed <laughs> for Google Search or I can use a smartphone. So the trouble is that LinkedIn will do this if you don't tell them what you want to be endorsed for. So you either play their game or you don't so you put up the things you want to be endorsed for i'm endorsed for being a linkedin entrepreneur being a a, like a social media expert and so forth but if you don't do it linkedin will literally suggest things to people and they will endorse them just because the gamification platform of linkedin so we had a client the other day who was being endorsed for awesomeness and general awesomeness and he had no idea that people were endorsing him for being an awesome kind of guy they thought what the what's that got to do with my business nothing at all he was a financial financial advisor yeah, nothing, but people basically LinkedIn had somehow created awesomeness as being an endorsement skill. And because he hadn't changed his skills, people were endorsing him for being awesome. What's the secret with groups? Do I just join groups that I feel reflect what I do? Do I need to join conversations? Do I need to, do I just need to be a member of it for it to work for me? How, how do I work with groups? The secret sauce is not to join the group that's the Darren Robertson Appreciation Society because that's got two members in and one of them is your mum. And hopefully my wife. There's basically nobody in that group. So don't join groups that sound very funky and interesting. Join the groups where your clients are, your peers are, your influencers are. And they're normally 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000, if not up to a million people. And the key there is to join by sharing content. Share content. When someone likes, someone comments, you join the conversation. The worst thing you can do is share content, someone reacts, and you do not have a conversation. It's all about having a conversation. But it's all about sharing quality content, interesting content, original content, and then participating in some kind of debate with them on LinkedIn, in the groups. And other people will come in and actually debate with you as well. Then they start viewing your profile. If you've got your keywords right, they'll start finding out what you do. Then they're interested in what you do because they've got to know you through the conversation. And that's typical social selling. It's not about blasting stuff and spamming stuff about your company in the groups because that doesn't work at all. It's about sharing genuine information about, say, the economy in Australia or about marketing or innovation in Australia for example, in an innovation group about Australia. It's not about saying you have a great company, you do innovation. It's about using content in a sophisticated way where you have a conversation with somebody like you would do at a networking event, and then you get to know them, they get to know you, then you have a conversation offline. And LinkedIn's really about taking things offline. You know, I've met dozens of entrepreneurs this week, fantastic entrepreneurs in Sydney, where I've really got to know them. But I instigated every single one of these conversations on LinkedIn, and then I took them offline because you have the credibility online, they take it offline, get to know someone better well. Some of them became clients, some of them become partners, some of them become clients in the future, some of them just become our advocates. It's all because it started the conversation, maybe in a group, maybe just through sharing content on LinkedIn. Do you have to have a connection to have that conversation on LinkedIn, Chris? No, 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 you don't. In fact, it's better if you don't. So some of the best conversations we have are with second and third connections because if I connect with you and I share something and you connect with it, so you, you share it, you comment on it, it goes to all your connections. If they then start conversation a conversation, I can then have a conversation with them as a result of it. I can see who likes it. I can see who shared it. And then the conversation spreads. And that's the beauty of LinkedIn. It's all about the three degrees of separation. You know, you get to know everybody on LinkedIn. If you have enough connections, you share enough content, and it's engaging. And people start recognizing it. And I've had things go viral. I've got a, I've got a couple of blogs going viral at the moment on LinkedIn. Lots of second and third connections I've never met before who are participating in my discussion that I've created. It's a thoroughly interesting discussion about business and LinkedIn. 
and newspapers and people like Mumbrella are picking it up because it's a really, really good blog, for example. But it's, t- it's taking a life of its own because other people are taking it into their connections and their world. And they're th- seeing it as very, very useful content. And that's the key to LinkedIn. It has to be useful, compelling content. Lots of competition out there. So you have to make your content useful and compelling, not just about selling your services. So you have become an expert in LinkedIn you're awarded, you've got books on it, you build a business on it, you're speaking on it. So LinkedIn's your thing. Mm. I sit on a bus going into town, into, into any city, going to work in the morning or a train, and I see people opening Facebook, then they close that, then they go into Twitter, they close that, then they check Instagram, then they check Facebook again, they might go to LinkedIn. So they're going through all these platforms. In your mind, do you think with the work you're doing, and what you've just said, is a business person who is looking to truly use this as a tool for success, are they better off focusing on one platform or in your mind, should they be across all platforms? It's an excellent question because it depends on your industry. And I can't say that LinkedIn is right for every single industry because it's clearly not. If you're a B2C industry, LinkedIn is clearly wrong. You know, but from a B2B point of view, you can attract employers and investors and PR, but you can't attract customers unless you're targeting, say, for example, high net worth individuals. So, but if you're a B2B company um, and most companies out there are B2B in some kind of way, then LinkedIn really is the only platform because you could be wasting a huge amount of time on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram if you're a B2B company and you're sharing photographs of people who basically are students or people who are in their 20s and have no money or basically people who are not business owners, the thing about LinkedIn is you know everybody on there is professional. They're normally business owners or they work for a business. Therefore, your target audience is much more sophisticated and you can tell exactly who they are do things like groups and things like sharing and things like the database. On Facebook, how many people are fake? How many people are bots in India? How many people are not real people? And they're just basically there to create the numbers up. You know, there's so many fake accounts on Facebook. You'd be so much anonymous on Facebook and Twitter. And also, if you're targeting Asia Pacific, nobody uses Twitter where I come from in Southeast Asia. Nobody uses Twitter in China. You know, so you're basically completely screwed if you're relying on one platform like that. Whereas a platform like LinkedIn is in China, is in Indonesia, is in Japan, is in India. You know, it's across the world. It's the only professional network. But again, it depends on who you're targeting. I'm targeting entrepreneurs. I'm a find them quite easily on LinkedIn across the world. But if I was targeting, say, um, I don't know, um, like millennial teenagers um, in Australia, I would obviously use Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I wouldn't use LinkedIn. But if I was targeting nightclub owners who are targeting millennials in in Australia, I would use LinkedIn because I'm not going to get them in enough numbers on things like Instagram or Facebook. I can't tell where they are, who they are. And LinkedIn, I can. I can use the data to specify the exact, you know, 25 owners of nightclubs in Sydney, for example, and market to them directly. That's the beauty of LinkedIn. It's the data you input that everybody else can then access. Nobody puts in the data on Instagram or Facebook or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter that says, I'm a nightclub owner in Sydney and you can target me that way. They just say, I'm a family guy or I'm a, I'm a guy who likes concerts. Good answer. That's Thank good. you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, we've talked about content or data as you have referred to it. Um, Writing skills, what's your view on writing? Now, you said uh, Sir Richard doesn't do his own writing. You've talked about different people who may be outsourcing that. And, and the reason I'm interested in this, Chris, is because I spoke to a girl recently and she has changed jobs within a business. It is totally B2B. And the CEO has basically put her 
from a home base working on a laptop as a digital nomad writing blogs for her. And she said, I'm finding it really hard to... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Create the tone of the CEO when I'm not the CEO. What it made me think about is that the skill of writing today seems to be very paramount in what we do, whereas it used to be about doing PowerPoint slides. Now it's about truly networking and not just going and doing a presentation of my business to your business, but also now it's creating content that intrigues you enough to spend time, a valuable asset in reading and then engaging with me. What's run me through your view of today, writing, creating content, where's it at? What's great? What are we missing? What should we be doing? I mean, simply put, it needs to be authentic and it needs to be original and compelling. So the example you gave is a really, really good example because we come across that all the time where people say, you can't possibly get to know me and write in my style. And yet we do so for hundreds of CEOs across the world because we spend the time to get to know them. And that's the key. If she's working remotely, she can't really get to know him in an intimate way. So she has to get to know him, download all the information. Does he want to be controversial? Does he want to be thought-provoking? Does he want to be straight? Does he want to be funny? And also, what do you want to blog about? What does his client think about? And actually writing that in such a way that somebody else believes it is him. So you believe that Richard Branson's blogs are his. You believe that Prime Minister Modi's blogs are his. You believe that you know, Barack Obama's blogs are his and all his responses are his as well, for example. So it's about creating compelling content and sharing compelling content that's actually interesting and authentic. It's, a, it's something personal. So it could be briefed by, you know, a good example is the CEO might brief this lady and say, I want to work, walk about, talk about, you know, my childhood. I became an entrepreneur when my granddad says to me um, that basically it's about who you know, not what you know. And this has basically set me on a course to say, you know, LinkedIn's the key thing to do and relationships and networking is the key to how I'm going to build a business and actually tell that story. You know, because it's authentic, it's personal, but it's business at the same time. And someone can actually believe it. So it's taking authentic things from the from the CEO and actually translating that to something that's worthwhile reading on LinkedIn. Don't forget, LinkedIn's not Shakespeare. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. People overanalyze blogs and content on LinkedIn. It's it's throwback stuff. You know, you read it for a couple of minutes, then you move on to the next one. You read it, for, you skip onto it. The headline doesn't capture you, you skip onto it. It's very, very hard to capture the attention these days. Because as you pointed out, people are not just competing on LinkedIn. They're competing on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and um, Snap and, you know, all the other channels you have out there, all the other niche channels, as well as the news sites and everybody else at the same time. So you've got to create something compelling and interesting that someone thinks this is interesting 
interesting to my business, this is interesting to me, this is, makes a difference. I will comment, I will like, I will share. And that's the key, and it's very, very, very hard to do. We have an editorial team who do this, who are experts in doing this, but we don't get it right all the time. Nobody gets it right all the time. Richard Branson's team don't get it right all the time. He doesn't get a million views for every single blog. Sometimes his blogs are terrible, sometimes his blogs are fantastic. But the reason, but he keeps on churning it out because he hopes that there'll be one or two snippets in every single blog that makes a difference to somebody, that makes someone say, Richard Branson knows what I'm feeling. Richard Branson knows how to be an entrepreneur. I had learned something from Richard Branson, and that makes me a better entrepreneur. And that's the gamble. But it's all about authentic content in a business context. Are your neurons maxed out? Is your cerebellum congested? Time to clear the bottleneck with Mojo Mind Traffic. We're back taking a look at the head traffic and I can see a problem that's common on the thought highways throughout the world. Peak hour. Been working on your computer when it's taken a moment to do a little housekeeping. You know, when everything just stops and the machine does backups and checks a few systems. Well, when the head runs into peak hour, you need to do the same. Let your mind wander, escape your usual environment for a little while. Now, this might mean a walk around the office, out of the office into the daylight, some meditation maybe, or it, or it might even need a weekend away out of the traffic. Now, don't worry, it's not like you're forgetting the task at hand. You're simply allowing the mind to do a little housekeeping. When peak hour hits the head, it's often worth spending a little while in the parking lot. You might be surprised at what you find. The Mojo Radio Show. What's, what's the thing? What's the thing that people don't know about LinkedIn, Chris? What's the ninety five percent of things? What, what what don't we know? Like what what don't everything <laughs> talks? That's why I'm doing six talks this week in Sydney because despite the fact that Sydney has nine million people, sorry, Australia has nine million people on LinkedIn, nobody has a clue how to use LinkedIn. And I'm not joking either. I've literally done workshop this morning, got workshop this afternoon, workshop tomorrow morning, talking about how to use LinkedIn. I'm not talking about more sophisticated things. I'm literally talking about how you blog, how you share, how you use keywords, how you use a background picture, how you have a picture that people can actually see, how you have a company page. You know, so it's not rocket science. It's just basically pointing it out. And unfortunately, LinkedIn themselves do not really help the situation because they're not very good at marketing. They're salespeople. They're salespeople here. They're salespeople in Singapore. They're salespeople in Hong Kong. The creative guys and the operational guys are in San Francisco. They don't really give a shit about um, Asia because Asia is just like, oh, yeah, that's 110 million people. We've got 400 million people the rest of the world. But Asia is their fastest growing region. We need to spend more time here because Asia is not like the rest of the world. So they have to be something different. So I'm teaching people about how to use LinkedIn, just the basics, you know, how to have a photograph, how to engage, how to blog, how to share, how to have keywords so you get found by people who want to find you. So it's basically everything, like Sales Navigator, it's a classic one. Nobody knows how to use Sales Navigator because nobody knows that Sales Navigator exists because it's a separate platform. And LinkedIn have not helped themselves at all by having three separate platforms, Recruiter, Premium, and Sales Navigator. So they basically have, you know, it's very hard to find Sales Navigator from the main premium, uh, the main LinkedIn platform. So we basically do that for people. We show people how to use it. And people's eyes just pop out of their heads when they see Sales Navigator, see what you can do on Sales Navigator. But the trouble is LinkedIn do not sell it and they do not market it very well at all. So that's our job, to go around evangelizing about how to use LinkedIn because LinkedIn won't do it. So we've got to do it for them. You and I connected through LinkedIn, which is quite fortuitous. So this this interview is is a great example of of the work you do and the power of LinkedIn because had it not been for LinkedIn and you actually starting a conversation with me we wouldn't be talking right now. Totally, totally. If you think about your own 
professional profile and you are acknowledged as being, you know, one of the greats in terms of profiles and the work you are now doing for others. If you look at your own personal profile, what are you looking to improve for yourself right now? Like what's an area you're looking at on your profile, which is awesome. You must be analytically looking at yourself all the time and going, actually, I think I could do that better. Is there an area you're working on right now? Of course. Every single day, I'm critical of my profile. Every single day, I change something about my profile. I change my headline. I change my picture. I change my background picture. I change the blogging. I change keywords. I change the experience. I change my groups. I change my skills. Every single day, I'm working on how you change it. And also, LinkedIn changed their platform. So they're just rolling out a new platform. So that means you have to look at different creative. What it looks like on the mobile is look at different to the tablet, looks different to the laptop. So constantly looking at how you can maximize it and learning about it, seeing, testing things. Does this work? Does that work? And then I pass that experience on to my team, and my team pass that experience on to our clients. So I'm very much the test bed of how to use LinkedIn in Asia for black marketing and across the world for black marketing because we're using it more than anybody else does. I mean, I'm literally on it 24-7. My team are on my profile 24-7 and we're using it and testing it. But everything, I'm always critical of my profile. I'm always thinking I can do something better on my profile. I'm always trying to increase on the rankings of my profile. Uh, But as long as I beat the managing director of LinkedIn um, who lives in Asia Pacific, which I do every single day for the last five years, and I know it winds them up, because he looks up at me every single day and goes, bloody hell, how on earth did Chris Reed get above me? I'm the managing director of Asia Pacific of LinkedIn, and he's French. So I know you know how the French people love the English people. Uh, I know it basically, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, I know people at LinkedIn go, how does Chris Reed do this? Well, I do it because I'm working on it, and I believe in the platform, and I engage, and I'm passionate about it, but I use it. And they don't use it. They, I mean, people who sell LinkedIn here in Sydney, in, uh, in Hong Kong, in Singapore, do not use the actual platform. And that's why they don't know half the things that are actually going on. And I tell them things that they should really know. And I'm really surprised they don't know things about their own platform. So it's absolutely amazing that basically because they're selling it, they're not using it. And I use it. And my clients use it so we know about what's happening and what's not happening. So very, very critical and extremely critical of my own profile. You're going in every day and tinkering with it. How? Mm. What's, what's your average time spent on LinkedIn <laughs> in a given day? I mean, is there a… 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what's interesting, Chris, is, is looking at your stuff, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, watching you, listening to you, reading your stuff. You are... You really are. You're 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 a Russell Brand. You are just a million miles an hour getting after it, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that in a second. As an aside, but you really are. Your mind just works at such a speed. My question is, you you have got a lot of things going on that you seem to be managing really well. Do you dip in and out? Do you have a time where you go, I'm going to dig in now and do a half an hour, an hour on LinkedIn for my profile because it is primarily very important to you? Or do you dip in and out? Do you find you're better at nighttime as the last thing you do? Like, do you have a ritual around it? Is there any habits you have with it? Or is it just spontaneous whenever you get bored? It's every single minute of every single day. I'm not joking. Every single minute, and I get my team to work the same thing. So my team work every single minute of their days on LinkedIn profile, on their LinkedIn profiles, and also my clients' LinkedIn profiles. But I'm on it all the time. When I'm watching football, I'm on my LinkedIn. When I'm listening to music, I'm on my LinkedIn. And when I'm in a plane even, I'm on my LinkedIn. If I'm on, you know, if I'm at a concert, I'm still on my LinkedIn in the breaks. You know, literally every single moment of every single day, I am on my LinkedIn, improving it, connecting, sharing, because I've got 55,000 followers. I've got engagement going on all the time. So I've got, I've also got three other people on my account back up at Singapore who work on my account. So there's basically four of us, sometimes five of us working on my account every single day. So they're making it active. They're making it live. They're engaging. They're thanking people. They're accepting people. They're sending out messages to people. They're, in, they're basically helping me build the business uh, because it is a business through my profile, just like Richard Branson's business is basically through his profile on LinkedIn. You take Mr. Branson as a great example because he's got 10 million followers on LinkedIn. Virgin Atlantic have a million, have like basically 100,000 followers. Virgin Mobile in Australia has 9,000 followers. Virgin Active have 50,000 followers. No one follows the company pages. They all follow his profile because he has a holistically positive effect over his Virgin brands. And that's what I do for black marketing. I basically leverage black marketing up by using my brand to drive it forward. So I have to be at the top of my game and I have to be working all the time. I can't, you know, go home on a Friday night and not answer someone's message or not respond to somebody and have a debate that's going on maybe in America or Europe on a Friday night just because it's the weekend. That's just not the way I think. It's also because I'm an entrepreneur. It's my business. You know, I don't view time as being time. I view time as being people are on social media 24-7. Also, you have the time zones. I have clients here in Australia. I have clients in New Zealand. I have clients in Europe. I have clients in America. I have clients in Singapore. All these different time zones means that there's always something going on on LinkedIn. So you always have to be on it. So there's never a question of when I'm on it. It's more a question of when I'm not on it. So... Not everybody is going to immerse themselves as Chris J. Reed does. <laughs> no, thank uh, God for that. Somebody, somebody saw you speak in Sydney today. They walked out of the gig and went, I'm into it. I buy it. I really like this guy. I'm getting a mohawk. I'm going to make it orange <laughs> uh, to, distinguish, to, to distinguish their brand because I don't want to be confused with Chris J. Reed. Um, they are going home. And they're going home to their house and they've got their wife responsibilities. They've got a fitness responsibility. They've got board meetings. They've got blah, blah, blah going on in their life. That person says, Chris, I'm into this. I'm, I'm a disciple. I'm going to start interacting with you, but just give me, give me a guideline. 
Chris, how much time would you say to that person they need to do to start building their own thought leadership on LinkedIn? Like, is there, just give them some idea of the minimum they would want to be spending. I think you need to spend at least half an hour to an hour a day. And that can be everything. If you're in a train, you're in a taxi, going to work, you went for somebody, you went for your boss, uh, you are the boss, went for an employee, you're having a coffee, spending five minutes on the app, five minutes on the app here, five minutes on the app there, sharing relevant content from particularly industry news or media news, for example. But then you have to take time to actually write your blogs or revamp your summary section, for example, or have a nice picture you know you have to think about your brand you have to think about the pictures you use the photographs you use the videos the slide shares you use and the blogging takes the longest amount of time because you do have to spend a bit of time researching thinking about it writing it adding content and doing that but i would say half an hour a day five days a week is enough time to be uh, have an engaging profile on linkedin it doesn't take a lot it just takes a bit and linkedin start rewarding with that because they basically reward people who start having a go and it's a gamification mm. platform so the more you do it the more they reward you, the higher the status you get, the higher rankings you get. So it's just about you basically having a go. I refer to you as the Russell Brand of LinkedIn. (laughs) And your mind goes a million miles an hour, just like Russell's. And I'm a massive fan of him, his books and what he does. I think he's a great talent. Um, Do you have your own downtime where you basically change gears and you you do deep work because- Cal Newport wrote a book called Deep Work, which was basically there's a lot of shallow work which is reactive and doing things quickly and not putting a lot of thought into things. It's just getting stuff done. And he said there's going to be a time in our day where we have deep work where you pick one thing, you focus on it, you, you limit distractions and you really immerse yourself. And that thing has to challenge you slightly. Is there a time in your day where you do just slow down and sit there and ponder and reflect and dream and imagine? Does that happen to you, Chris J. Reed? No, no. The quietest time I ever get is on a plane. Let's say tomorrow night. I'm on a plane. I'm in the business lounge. I've got the. Uh, I'm in the business club. You know, I've got the champagne coming up. I've got my sexy Singapore stewardesses <laughs> and my sexy Singapore Airlines stewardesses, you know, all over me. I'm having a great time, and that's my downtime. But I write my best blogs on planes with the champagne and trance music in my ears, and literally that's my only downtime. Because even then, nice. I'm putting away. Five o'clock, six o'clock tomorrow night. It takes me hour, eight hours to get home to Singapore. And I'll be plotting away. I'll probably do three or four blogs tomorrow night with the help of some champagne, some trance, and some sexy Singapore stewardesses. <laughs> now, you are leaving and then you're coming back to Australia. I believe you've got a gig in Melbourne. A ticket still available. Give us, give us yes, the, indeed. Run that, I've got run a series of us. gigs. I'm doing the American Chamber of Commerce in uh, Melbourne. I'm working on some other gigs. I've also got our own workshop, and it, the, the first one's almost sold out. We're going to do a second one as well. So that's in the Grand Hyatt in Melbourne. I think on the eighth or ninth of March. I'm there for the whole eighth, week. Yep. Meeting, eight, yep. meeting entrepreneurs. So I'd love to meet you if you're an entrepreneur. You know, send me a message on LinkedIn and let's meet up in Melbourne. Got a whole week there. I'm also coming back to Singapore, sorry, back to Sydney in May because I'm doing the B2B conference here and B2B marketing conference here. I'm also coming back to Sydney in July to do the sports marketing conference here to talk about how sports people and sports commercial, uh, from a commercial point of view, can use LinkedIn and digital marketing to elevate their sales. So I can meet you in, uh, in Melbourne in March or I can meet you in Sydney in May. Chris, with mm. as close as you are to LinkedIn, where's it going? Like, what are we going to see in the next three to five years in LinkedIn? Like, where 
Where are they taking it? Where could it go to? Well, that's that's an excellent question. But three to five years, no one thinks three to five years. I mean, literally, you're talking about can you predict six to 12 months? Because Microsoft has just taken it over. So Microsoft just spent $26 billion US on LinkedIn, and they need to get their money back. So you're going to see a lot of change in the next couple of years on on, um, on LinkedIn. And either in two years' time, we'll be having a conversation about going to you. Do you remember that network called LinkedIn? It used to be really good, and it ended up like MySpace <laughs> or Nokia. Or we have a conversation going, wow, LinkedIn's really cool now. It's better than Facebook. So it can go two ways. I have a great feeling for Sasha Nadell, Nadella, the, um, the CEO of, of um, Microsoft, therefore of LinkedIn. He's a really cool guy. He's a switched on guy. You know, I'm using the Microsoft Surface Pro at the moment, and it's phenomenal. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I recommend it to anybody. It's light. It's wonderful. And that's the kind of thing that I think Microsoft is now doing. So I've got great hopes for Microsoft to really transform LinkedIn and to make it fantastic. And I hope they do, because at the moment, there are lots of things I love about LinkedIn, but lots of things I and hate about LinkedIn as well. Like their inboxes. I have five different accounts under my account, yet none of my inboxes talk to each other. So I have to log in, log out of five different things. Uh, my LinkedIn, my premium, my sales navigator, I have two sales navigator accounts and two recruiter accounts, all under Chris J. Reed. But I have to log in and log out because basically none of their inboxes talk to each other because the way that LinkedIn have designed the system. So I'm hoping that Microsoft come in with their Outlook experience and their seamless um, you know, office experience and actually say, this is ridiculous. People just want to log into one different thing. So one inbox and have all their mail on one inbox and have the ability to look at one profile and see if you've contacted them on either recruiter or premium or sales navigator because the moment you can't tell you have to literally check every single platform to see if you've talked to this person on recruiter or linkedin or sales navigator and of course the risk there is you tend to end up messaging the same person three times and so you know that would be fantastic so i'm really hoping microsoft look at this kind of thing and look at things like the thirty thousand limit so i have a i hit seventy thousand connections in uh, in july and LinkedIn decided in their wisdom that everybody over 30,000 would actually then have just 30,000. And all the connections over 30,000 would be converted into followers. So you had people in America who'd been on it for like a 10 years who had like 200,000 connections, but then reduced to 30,000 connections and 170,000 followers, which is absolutely ridiculous. So it's things like that. If LinkedIn really want to grow it and Microsoft really want to grow the network, they have to, re- have to basically let people in the top 1% grow their networks because people are growing it responsibly and they're not just spamming people because you can't do that on LinkedIn. So they really have to let it go. So we'll see. In a year's time, we'll find out how well Microsoft have developed LinkedIn. So are you saying that earlier in the show, we recommended people look at Sales Navigator or Recruiter yeah. or Premium? I have a I have a standard LinkedIn account, so I hear this and I go, "Well, I really should be on Sales Navigator." Yes. Or do I say I should be on Premium? If I make one of those choices, Sales Navigator, Sales Navigator, has to be Sales Navigator. Premium is effectively useless now. Premium was created before Recruiter or Sales Navigator because it's the first one, so it's not very good. Then they've created Recruiter for recruitment people, and then they realized that Recruiter was being, and Premium was being used by people like me for sales and marketing. And then they've created Sales Navigator. And Sales Navigator is perfect for sales marketing professionals. It's perfect for entrepreneurs. It's perfect for finding out people who've changed jobs or been live on LinkedIn 
LinkedIn or basically being in the news on LinkedIn. You can't do that in Recruiter. You can't do that in Premium. Sales Navigator is the place to go when it comes to pinpointing and using the data on LinkedIn, message people directly. So Sales Navigator is the one to do. And do a free trial. If you don't like it, don't use it. But do a free trial on LinkedIn on Sales Navigator and you'll see the difference. A- am I going to have a separate account then? So if I've gone from being, no. you and I connected through me just being a normal LinkedIn user, I then go on to Sales Navigator. With what you just said a minute ago, is that still my one account? Correct. It just happens right, to me. Okay. See, this is the confusing thing about LinkedIn. Effectively, you have three platforms connected to your one account. So I have yeah. two recruiter, one LinkedIn premium, and two sales navigator all connected to my Chris J. Reed accounts. But the problem is I have to log in, log out, and log in and basically find those platforms. But sales navigator is connected to your main account. It's just not connected to your inbox so effectively, it's a separate platform because they realized that they couldn't transform the existing platform because it was too much hard work to do that. And they created a separate platform called Sales Navigator, which is fantastic functionality and much slicker and much more like a Facebook a Facebook profile than it is the link, main LinkedIn account. So it's basically a it's a 2017 uh, profile as opposed to a, you know, a 2010 profile, which is what the main LinkedIn one is. <laughs> that sounds like me. I'm so, <laughs> so 2010. Um, <laughs> So I am guessing, well, what, what I normally say at this point of the show, Chris, you'd say, mate, it's been really great. Where can people find you? But it's pretty obvious. People just go to LinkedIn <laughs> and put, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's such a, such a strange thing to be with you. It's like, people know. If, but everyone else is like, well, you should go to my website and check out my Instagram account. But you are, you are all over. And actually, before we, just before I let you go, so I know where to get you and we will keep in touch. I know Please people go and see you in Melbourne because- you're, you're bloody good at what you do. Um, question for you: What's the J stand for in Chris J. Reed? You talk about Michael. You talk about Michael J. Fox. What's the J? I have no idea. But I, at 16, I changed my name to Christopher J. Reed. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I think at 16, Michael J. Fox was hot in Back to the Future. And I don't think he has a J anything attached to his name. So I'm basically the same as him. I'm Christopher J. Reed. Is that right? Mm. That is such a cool thing. I love that. I must say you, you know, you talk about personal brand very well and I just want the the people listening to the show just to, to go away and because quite often you you look at people we're interviewing and you go, oh, it's, it's okay for them. Oh, yeah, but it's all right for them. It's different for me. But I think yours is a classic example that people can have two screens going and have your screen and look at everything you've done from your name, your mohawk. And I, I did a, you know, a fair bit of digging around on you before the show to make sure that I had stuff that would be of value for our listeners. And I reckon nine out of ten people introduced you, introduced you as, you know, the only CEO on the NASDAQ with a mohawk. Of um, course. And I intentionally didn't because I didn't want to be <laughs> just, just another one, Christopher J. Reid. Um, but I do... I do hope people go in and look at your profile and then take it away to say that is, that's the user guide. That's the how-to guide of creating your profile, having a point of difference, having something memorable, becoming a thought leader, owning something. I mean, it's great, mate. I really, uh, 
I really like the stuff you do. It's super cool. Anyone can do it. That's the point. Anyone can do it. I'm not special. I'm not special, more special than anybody else. Anyone can do it. And everyone's got something inside them that is distinctive and creates a personal brand. It can be more subtle than mine, but everyone's got something. It's really good, mate. Thanks for the privilege to um, address your address yourself and address your listeners. Well, we hope, uh, we are going to do our best to get down to Melbourne on, it's March 8th uh, is the date that I've got off your profile there on LinkedIn. Um which is going to be a great gig. And I've seen your stuff. People can find you on YouTube as well, looking at clips, get your blogs on your own LinkedIn profile and so on, which is terrific. But, um, mate, you are, you're so giving. You're good at what you do. You are so passionate about it. We, 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 we really appreciate you taking the time of, you know, before you jet out to, to back home again. Hope to see you in Melbourne, mate. But um, thanks so much for your time, Christopher pleasure. J. Reed. It's been Absolute a real pleasure, pleasure mate. See you in Melbourne. Hi, I'm Maria Gronberg. I'm a climber. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro four times and summited Mount Everest this year of May. Oh man, I'm struggling through the Mojo Show. The Mojo Radio Show. So I think, Robbo, what we'll do is we will put these things into action and we will report back to see what's happened for Voodoo Studios and for Moi, which is the French for Moi, to see whether uh, we can make this stuff work. The only problem I have is how am I going to do a mohawk? Mate, you think you've got a problem? <laughs> I would have to grow a mule, a mullet. Yeah. And, and I have to do a forward cone from the back, <laughs> from the a mohawk. Hey, there you go. I'm the only guy on podcast radio yeah. with a mullet with mohawk. A mullet. <laughs> <laughs> be like a lion's mate. It'd be more like a shark's fin at the back of my head, wouldn't it? <laughs> Could get a bit ugly. Could get very ugly. I'm thinking wig, oh, perhaps. That is funny. All right. Uh, okay, roll it. At the Mojo Radio Show, we love hearing about people who are chasing their dreams. I have a dream. People who are getting after it. Gotta have soda rocking. Mate, this is, this next guy's a good get. Look, as soon as I saw this story, I thought it was awesome and we had to get him on the line. Um, the idea of a people walker is um, not only a completely new brand, it's a completely new category and this guy is out there doing it. And I, I saw this on uh, on the project here on Australian TV. They interviewed him and thought, we've got to get this guy on. So uh, I won't tell you anymore. I'll let him fill in the gaps. So live from LA, Chuck McCarthy, welcome to the Mojo Radio Show. Hey, how's it going? Really good. <laughs> Have we caught you on a walk? Uh, no, you caught me at, uh, at the coffee shop at my office, my coffee shop office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing the name of the studio. <laughs> it's got to be the coffee, surely. So where have we found you, Chuck? Where are you based, mate? Uh, I'm in Hollywood, California. So if somebody was to say to Chuck, what do you do? How do you reply today? Uh, well, I mean, I'm a Hollywood actor, but uh, I'm also the people walker now. I, uh, I walk people. Do people look at you strange when you say you walk people? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think it's kind of funny off the bat, which is why I think it's gotten a, a good amount of attention. It's kind of like a, a funny headline or an intro to it. But then, uh, I don't know, once I explain it to people, most people are like, oh, yeah, you know what? I get it. Because, I mean, really what I'm doing is I'm giving people accountability to get motivated and go out and get some exercise. And also I'm just giving people companionship and uh, 
and someone to talk to while they're walking. I think there's definitely an industry for it, and uh, there's been a lot of interest. How did all this come about? Like, what was the backstory to it? Well, so I was, I was uh, looking for a way to make some extra money, and I was, you know, looking around, and I thought about doing dog walking because I thought it'd be nice to get outside and get some exercise and but then I don't own a dog and I've never had to pick up dog poop and I think that's really what you get paid for to me at least that's that's what you, you're getting the big bucks for the dog walker so um I don't know I just started uh I started kind of like jokingly saying like you know what maybe I'll just start walking people because there's also a lot of personal trainers around and you know it's funny but like every time I would say it I would come up with a, a new reason why it like it would actually be something somebody would want, whether it's just the, the fact that. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, people need to be held accountable, even if it's just walking, or people want uh, to feel safer while they're walking if it's at night or even during the day. Um, and uh, I don't know. So basically I just, every time I thought about it, I thought maybe it's actually something that would work. And then I started doing it. I started, uh, I started a Facebook page or business page and uh, I started putting up flyers and trying to get customers. So how did you start, Chuck, with this? Did you, did you run an ad somewhere or was it purely through Facebook where you said, I'm available, here's what I'm prepared to do, here's the cost? Like how, how did you get your first couple of gigs? Well, A, I told, I told my friends that I was going to do it and I told enough of my friends that I was going to do it that I felt like I had to do it. And uh, <laughs> also they were telling people that I was going to do it. And then I started putting up flyers on telephone poles and I put up the information on Facebook and, you know, the flyers had the Facebook address on them. And so people started coming to me and uh, I think probably started sharing around the Facebook page on Facebook. So I believe it's it's $7 a mile. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, $7 US for a mile. So it's probably about $4.50 yeah, roughly. Like yeah. And again, that also sounds silly, but when you think about it, most people can walk three miles in an hour. So that's 
$21 an hour, which is not, not a bad rate to be getting to go for a walk. What sort of people are taking this on? Uh, I think most people are just looking for the motivation to, to get some exercise and the accountability, but also like they're, they're people that want to walk, but don't necessarily want to walk themselves. Cause I mean, if you're walking by yourself, it feels more like exercise. If you're walking with somebody else, it's just, it's more like, Oh, I'm going on a walk. Do you have some clients who you think are maybe looking for the companionship more than the walk? No, not, not, I wouldn't say specifically. I mean, I just, I think it's definitely like a, a more of a total package kind of thing, more of like the whole experience versus, versus being specifically lonely. Chuck, was there a, was there a moment soon after you'd started where you went, yeah, actually this is, this, this, this is good. This is a something. Um, well, yeah. I mean, when I got my first customer and then definitely when, you know, when I got my first interview with, with somebody in the news interested in it, I believed in the idea before I started doing it, which is why I started doing it. But I mean, once people were contacting me to go on walks and, and people were writing stories about the service, I mean, I, I, I had to definitely say like, well, yeah, this is something I got to like, commit more time to and, and really push to make sure I'm successful in it. You're an actor in Hollywood. You did this as like a side hustle, but you believed in it. Has has the people walking had an impact on you as a person? Like as a man, has this actually had an impact on you? I've met new people. I've uh, lost some weight myself. Uh, I feel healthier. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm getting out and – and just out in the world more. Um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the time, uh, before I would catch myself just spending hours on, on online between auditions or just, you know, in my house uh, on my phone doing the, the double surfing, watching TV and on the phone and everything. I mean, which has become like kind of the norm for, for everyone. Um, and it's just definitely like, put me out into the world more. Have there been a lot of naysayers, mate? Have you had a lot of people who are skeptical about what you're doing? Yeah, I've definitely had some skeptics and uh, some detractors. I mean, in general, a lot of people, uh, even if they're negative about it, uh, are actually actually positive about it. I don't know how to, uh, like a lot of the comments on, on videos on Facebook uh, go something like this. Oh, this is the stupidest. This is so stupid but my aunt had a stroke and she could really use somebody to walk with her. This is so dumb. This is so dumb, but you know, my brother's agoraphobic and he like really needs somebody with him if he's going to leave the house. So, I mean, in general, like those are the comments that are, that are negative, but they're actually pretty positive. Where do you see this going, mate? Have you got plans for this? Are you happy for this to spread? Like what's the, Ultimately, what's the dream you've got? You've started this thing. It's obviously got, it's a something. You're getting media attention. You've now got clients. Where where, where do you want to see this thing go to? Um, well, right now I'm, I'm working to uh, develop an app that would be like Uber or Lyft so that like more people could do it and, you know, do it safely and easily be walkers and get walked, you know, around the world. Um Right now, you know, I'm just one person and I'm here in LA 
And, you know, I brought on a couple of people here in LA, um, but it's, it's tough to like grow this as a business um, without having a mechanism to let the walkers, uh, the walking clients uh, decide who is a good walker or not. Uh, basically in the meantime, I'm encouraging people to start their own walking services because I feel like, you know, the stronger the industry is, uh, the, the better and easier it'll be for the app to be received. What surprised you the most about all this, mate? So you had an idea for it. You eventually convinced yourself there was something in it. You started, you got your first client, the media have gotten behind it and talked about it. When you sit back now and look at where you are with this thing and 250-odd people around the world participating in it, what has surprised you the most? Uh, I think I think probably the most surprising thing are just like the the reasons, the other reasons people have come up with for wanting it. Uh, you know, initially the loneliness uh, thing wasn't specifically something I was thinking about even, uh, as a, as a reason that people would want it. I mean, it's a, it's just kind of something that's kind of grown out of, um, it existing. Um, and then I guess the other thing that surprised me is just how many people are interested in it as something to do. I think it's such a cool idea because as you talk about it, Chuck, I can look at particularly uh, around the world aged care villages and communities and Mm -hmm. densely populated areas where there would be people middle to to elderly who would love the companionship, would love the safety, would love the conversation, where money really isn't Mm -hmm. a big thing. It's That's that's just a a means to an end. So I think as a concept, it's fantastic, Robbo, isn't it? It's a cracker. I love it. Cracker, mate. Thanks. It's a cracker. The cracker. So um, just one final question for you, Chuck. Where is your global head coffers? <laughs> uh, I can't disclose that. It's in Hollywood somewhere, but I, I, don't know. I try not to give that out. And uh, what's your brew of choice? What's your favorite coffee? Oh, I, I, I switch it up. Uh, sometimes it's just uh, iced. Uh, sometimes I get an ice blended Today I'm drinking a dirty chai because I, I felt real fancy and it's been raining. <laughs> so it's really hot. You are such an LA actor, mate, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, dude, one, one last question before you go. If it came down to a choice between uh, acting and walking, if they both took up so much time that you had to make a decision between one or the other, which way do you reckon you'd go? I don't, I don't think I'd ever have to make that choice just because uh, acting is walking and talking most of the time. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so. nice. There you go. It's good practice, right, then. <laughs> hey, Chuck, thanks for your time, mate. This is, uh, as Robert said, it's a cracking idea. Uh, you've been, it's been really interesting hearing you talk about it, mate. And uh, we've we've been following a, a trail, I guess, on the show for probably the last year or so through everything from, you know, positive psychology and psychoanalysts and right through to people talking about the brain and people talking about happiness. And the one mm-hmm. thing that is a similarity for the last 12, 18 months has been um, to be of service and it is a growing thing that we know brings happiness and helps people with their wellness. And I think what you're doing sits so nicely into that. Yeah. And you come across as such a good guy. So um, 
Mate, thanks for being a service. Thanks for sharing a little bit from your coffers in Hollywood, LA. It's been a real treat, mate. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show too. And then, and I'm glad you guys, I get your vote of confidence. We don't take ourselves too seriously. I wish I knew how to quit you. The Mojo Radio Show. There is so much in this that is in, let's just say the conversations we've been having over the last year. Mm. It was a side hustle that started as something that he saw a problem. Mm. He thought other people shared the same problem. His friends loved it, so he started doing it, and now it's a something. And this can now spread through the world, but it started solving a problem. At the intro, you said it's a new category. It doesn't exist. And what he had to do was get over the naysayers to start with, but just start doing it. And I love the fact that when you see photos of Chuck online, He's got this white T-shirt and he's got a, like a Sharpie and just written the people right the front. And that's his branding. And I just go, dude, it's just on so many levels, it's just gold. It just works. Absolutely. He's brilliant. I was so inspired by that story. I'm so glad we could get him on. It was great. And, folks, if you start your own people walking movement, and I, I'm sure if you contact Chuck, he will be all over it. He'll give you all the instructions oh, of how to sure. do it because for him – it is a movement. He just wants to see people do it. And as our good friend Tate Fletcher would say, it's just being of service. And every day is not a Doris day, but I'm guarantee you go out and walk somebody and you make a couple of bucks out of it, you will make their day. So uh, good on you, Chuck. So, uh, mate, to, to close the show, what do you got? Mate, uh, I've got a little piece. Say, uh, we've been doing it the last couple of weeks. We've been doing a Shout It Out Loud. This segment is about sending a shout out to people who are a little under-recognised. So there are a lot of people doing amazing work, being of service in our community, and quite often they don't get the they don't get the acknowledgement, they don't get the appreciation or the thanks that they should. And so our part of the show right now, it's a brand new segment. We just want to send a shout out to those people to recognise them and say thanks. Who are we uh, who are we sending a shout out out? <laughs> who are we sending a shout out? Out, out to, to this, this week. week. <laughs> well, look, I'm actually going to read a little piece that I found on the interweb and I'm going to let you see if you can decide who I'm talking about. Um, it started with a photo of a, a, a woman lying on a bed curled up next to a sleeping toddler and then this script came up over the top of the picture. I'll read it to you. Tell me if you think you can figure out who we're talking about. It says, This is my wife taking a nap. In an hour, she'll wake up, put on her scrubs and get ready for work. The tools and items she needs to perform her job will be gathered and checked meticulously. Hair and makeup will be done quickly. She'll complain that she looks awful. I'll disagree and get her a cup of coffee. She'll sit on the couch and try to drink it while happily playing with the toddler that's crawling all over her. She'll occasionally stare off blankly as we talk, stealing herself for the coming shift. She thinks I don't notice. She'll kiss the toddler and I goodbye and leave to go to take care of people who are having the worst day of their lives. Car wrecks, gunshot wounds, explosions, burns and breaks, professionals, the poor, pastors, addicts and prostitutes. It doesn't matter who you are, she'll take care of you. She'll come home 14 hours later and remove her shoes that have walked through blood, bile, tears and fire from aching feet and leave them outside. Sometimes she'll not want to talk about it. Sometimes she can't wait to talk about it. Sometimes she'll laugh until she cries. Sometimes she'll just cry. Regardless of these moments, she'll be on time for her next shift. 
My wife is a nurse. My wife is a hero. That's nice, mate, isn't it? How awesome is that? Mm, that is awesome. Nice, nicely put together, mate. Yes, I wish I'd written it. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm glad we can share it because that's unreal. So our shout-out this week is to all the nurses and have had, having had a few friends who were nurses, I've got to say that story is 100% accurate. So yeah. to finish the show, we're going to play The Fooies with You're My Hero. That's our show, folks. Hope you enjoyed. See you next week.
Mojo Radio Show is produced and recorded in the studios of Voodoo Sound. For more tips and tools to get your mojo working, check us out on Facebook at the Mojo Radio Show or online at themojoradioshow.com. For more about Gary, see garybertwhistle.com or to polish your next audio or video production, check out voodoosound.com.au and for the right voice, realtimecasting.com. Andrew Peters speaking. See you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.